July 24, 2023. It's the Wife for Pedro show. Norme deforme all'orma inormate normale, ma dentro la terra umana è più che in cieli divini, tra micieli, fungini, radici e voragini come nel Golgo in cui più d'uno è morto, noi cercatori d'altro scavamo cunicoli, ma più che carbonario vietnamiti siamo diventati solitari cavernicoli, un po' come se i partigiani delusi del dopoguerra fossero tornati sui monti o sottoterra, rinchiusi ed autoesclusi, come fantasmi di bimbi sepolti in alberi sacri, come cattedrali per i Jab Wurlum nativi australiani, o forse senza ostruzzi, non nel senso che abbia la testa sotto la sabbia, ma che è così che veniamo fraintesi da tutti, è il paradosso degli Ikikomori, tutti sociali ma socialo sia solitario ma non soli dentro a questa infinita caverna socratica di peruranica salita labirintica quindi chindica via d'uscita per tornare ma chi per terra sia sopra la terra non si accorge che il peggior labirinto è quello senza muri e senza ricerca noi siamo fatti della stessa sostanza del suolo onda invisibile finché non muovo il lenzuolo oggi che si traducono spiriti in codici per renderli controllabili plus valorizzabili mentre i fantasmi sono inappropriati inappropriabili infestano ogni codice come lo xeno linguaggio dei disabili come codici
corpi morti e semiotici in quelle piramidi che sono le parole che usiamo in contesti abituali e rapidi quasi fossero oggetti uguali e scambiabili ogni trama che si tramanda nei pensieri sieri di ieri come la parte di patria che vive dentro ogni monumento sottoterra nei cimiteri è un fatto di fantasmi che assistono e assillano loggi nei suoi pensieri chi genera fantasmi come i Ghostbusters tecnologicamente dimentica che in una libreria il fantasma non è un mostro viola o verde ma il libro che ti prende ti perde ti riprende ritornando eternamente ogni volta diverso ma tutti hanno paura del diverso che sia un diverso etnico oppure un diverso modello economico etico qualcuno vuole che tutto resti come adesso ma anche con l'adesso è impossessato dallo ieri ma l'oggi risorge insorge in piogge di desideri from Pedro Show. Happy Monday, people. Last Monday of July, huh? Start off with John Coltrane, live 1962, November 22nd. Mr. PC wrote a song for Paul Chambers, incredible bass man. And then we had Oliver Mann, Stephanopolia, featuring Zona MC, or MC Zona, I think we'd say over here, huh? Tesori e difetti. Scusi for the fucking bullshit accent, sorry. Uh, Oliver, I want to start with you. Can you please bring your first or your earliest musical recollection, memory? Uh, in my life or with Steph? In your life, your earliest. We'll get to him, but he's down the road a little bit. Okay. Uh, going in the, in the family car with... with um, with family and I was obsessed singing all the time and my brother's next to me and and I start singing this song over and over again and that, and then he, tell, he tells me to shut up. That that was one of my first memories, but it was a nice memory because he was smiling when he said, can you please shut up? Now, and that's, I think, maybe one of the first times I remember thinking that someone could hear me. <laughs> okay. Now, the, was he older brother or younger brother? Uh, older brother. Yes, older progenitor brother. issue. Yes, of course. <laughs> what, 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 what's, what's Harry called the spare right he called his book spare or some shit like that anyway uh, the pad you grew up in was there musical instruments or was your voice your first musical instrument yeah my, definitely my voice was my first instrument and uh, well there was uh, there was a lot of music listening so my, neither of my parents played instruments but they listen to music all the time so that there was always my dad loved like the dubliners and um like luke kelly early dubliners which which is like a kind of like um irish folk revival band except this guy had a voice like oh, the it was it's just incredible beautiful very beautiful voice and uh and those kind of those reels those irish reels that would just go round and round again like magic oh, yeah i love them they're and, beautiful did uh, uh let me ask you this were you in the choir the marching band or shit like that in school uh not not at school no we, we didn't have a choir um australia lacks a bit in in the, the kind of musical education at sc in school, but I was lucky enough to to um, fall into a 
like a church choir and I was there for like seven years and then and that was intense because we, we rehearsed like four times a week and um, and we'd have to perform twice once twice a week and I was in that for four years from like the age of seven to 11 before my my voice changed and I did out of that I did like operas with the, the national company and um, so that, that all and, and the music was was very intense but very beautiful and you mean uh castrato wasn't an option <laughs> what was the first record you bought with your own money, Oliver? Uh, the first record I bought with my own money would have been a cast single, and it might have been something like um, Poison, Something to Believe in. Remember that single? No. But what was the first uh, gig okay. you saw live? Uh, the, one of the first gigs I saw live was John Farnham. He's like an Australian singer, and um, and he did yeah he did a concert around um, this album called Jack's Back because he was called Jack, and his second album was called Jack's Back, <laughs> and uh, that was big. I remember going to see it at the National Entertainment, well the Victorian Entertainment Centre, Melbourne Entertainment Centre, and. Um, all the light techies were, um, their feet were hanging down from the rigging above the stage and they had coordinated a little foot dance. A little foot dance. Okay. Yeah. I guess that was their version of, of a pit, right? A yeah. slam pit. No, it was more kind of, more bit calisthenics vibe. Okay. <laughs> it, was a bit, it was a bit weird. Uh, yeah, I remember the Gears had this song, Don't Be Afraid of Pogo. It was like, yeah, the most hilarious lyrics, you know, don't be afraid to pogo, don't be afraid to relate if it wasn't for this kind of music, you would be in this place. I got a reason to pogo, I got a reason to relate, yeah. When slamming yeah, came, yeah. that was all over, right? Pogo is more up and down, slamming's more left to right, not really respectful of personal space so much. I remember one time seeing yeah. this a Slayer gig, and it was like a gigantic spin cycle of a fucking washing machine. Like three thousand kids just beating the shit out of each other. Good fun. Yeah, okay. Now, 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 after school, after the church stuff—not school, but the mm. church stuff. Mm. How, what? How do you continue on musically? And then I took up drums, and uh, and I played drum kit for a long time, and um, played. Uh, we started. I started playing gigs probably when I was fifteen in pubs and bars. 15, 16, because my older brother started the band. He was a singer. Um, and so, yeah, I, I spent the next, after after my voice changed, um, I, I just took up drums and played drums for six years. That, that, you know, I was always the type of person who just liked practicing and, and mucking around. Did you with, have a teacher or were you an autodidact? Say so, so it again. Were you a teacher? Uh, did you go to a teacher and get lessons, or were you autodidact? Uh, no, with with guitar, I I just taught myself, but with drums, I, I took lessons and um and I also played in a marching band, so I did a lot of rudiments and stuff like that. The marching band, what, like in school or a private marching band or what? It was a um like a Scottish pipe band, so I, I played the side drum. Sure, field, um, we call them field drum. 
So you right, use right. a traditional grip then, right? That's, yeah, I, well, but I used, I used to use, it was like reverse orthodox. So instead of cradling the right hand, yeah. uh, instead of cradling the left hand, I cradled the right hand. Oh, okay. Because um, you're right-handed. Yeah. So, you know, because yeah. that's but because you are. Kit, I played match, played match. With rock and roll with the trap kit, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, let's see, what what do we got here? Uh, well, uh, do you remember your first gig on drums? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. It was a place called the Art House, which is a, a pub in Melbourne where you could get a gig pretty easily. It was like a, it was like a punk venue, and um, and I would have been fifteen, I reckon. And yeah, I, re- I remember that gig. Now, was and, this band um, the one uh, where your brother's the singer? That's right. And yeah. this is the same brother. Who told you st- to shut up when you were singing in the car? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's I'm just one. trying to get it straight. Yeah. Just get it straight. So I think <laughs> now, now, what was the name of this band? It was called the Steer Pikes, and it was named after uh, Mervyn Peake. He wrote the Gormenghast trilogy. Anyway, it was one of the characters from that book. Good book, quite gothic, and. Yeah, it was good. The, yeah, it was. You would it, call it the gig a, the cure at that age. You would the, call it a success. The, the gig, yeah. yeah, it was. There weren't many people there or anything like that, but we, yeah, it was the type of venue where you know quite often at the gig there'd be you and the mixer and the bartender. Yeah, we call those character builders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have the character I, I the size. Of them. Yeah, I got character the size of Australia. Uh, yeah, you know, I also had my first solo gig there as well, probably maybe five, five four or nope. five years later. What, I had my first solo do, gig there. Yeah, what'd you do for a solo gig? Play drum solo or sing solo? No, I play, I sing, I sing solo and, and play guitar ah, okay. and use like um, tape machines. And uh, I had a little dictaphone that I carried around. And I used to do, work at a library, so I'd do a lot of story times at the library for the little kids. And then that kind of worked its way into into my live gigs somehow. Uh, anyway, that was, that was no, kind of No, no, the same thing happened to me and Kay with Dose. Started off making uh, background music for a little story she'd read to her nephews. Shit like that happens. Uh, look, Tosta uh, gave me some music here with Valerio. This is called Number One, but we'll get to some of your music too.
Thank <laughs> you. 
Shaping the Future. This is our age. We can't get together until the end of time. It's just that I don't want to be in my own right now. I'm sorry, but I love this song. This room has no windows. Annihilation of space by time. Overcoming space barriers. Speeding up. Limitless growth. There are no doors either. Just a bunch of screens. Looking for a new TV series to watch Sustainable capitalism versus military intelligence. Just look around. Terabyte after terabyte of memory waiting to be filled. And now that objects are taking revenge, and they are taking control with false memories. They are keeping secrets, they are writing Everything is enlightened, but I can't see clearly myself. Am I going to be trapped through my entire life? Am I the stuff of a deep dream? Am I spying?
seems we're all in for a treat Staring up out of the street And you can't tell that Joe is really glad that he came No damn wind of him trails of fog of alcohol He fails to do his best to be indifferent all the same Cause there ain't no shaking the smell Like there ain't no shaking the spell As blonde and white walker braves the screams Well Joe is obvious impressed Though he has something to confess Above the sound of ten thousand creaking necks all crane Joe says alone among the beasts and freaks I dreamt of tightrope walking While I attended Blondin's Pergerons and trailers I'd see him training in the evening There was no point trying to speak, you see I doubted that he'd have time for the strain be there hoisting up his big tents Be there spying him from the night Staring down on them black batshit in AK Well, we hardly even met But see, I worked for him I thought I'd fill the space he left But no, I was naive just another side show slow, I thought He knew something I don't But it would seem all these wire walkers have Is just a means to make you feel so bad Man, no one cared for him at all Until he crossed Niagara Falls so you'd all feel a little lower Down the scale And then his fame shot straight and fast Right through a gloomy narrow path He chanced through darkness, lightning, storms And into day But I ain't here because he's tall I'm only here to see him fall if I get on the wagon now, it'll only be the running Staring up out of the street 
can smell that Joe's been drinking on his bread. And then the clouds part overhead, and I make out the silhouette. So I'm staring up through a trapdoor, and I'm waiting to be
Watch for Pedro Show. Start off that chunk of music. Number one from Roman numeral one, huh? Stefano Polia, Lario Tocoli. And then we had uh, Spime.im. I think these Italian musicians featuring Stina Fors with Crystal. Brand new. Gareth Litter with Blondin Makes an Omelet. Infinite River, Summer Session number two. And then Stefano Polia with Aria. Part three, Roman numeral three. Lario, earliest yeah. musical memory, please, per favor. Leave me. Earliest musical memory? Um, my parents were like really unmusical, but somehow there was like a Bon Tempi organ at my place, which they both, I can't remember for me or for my brother who's like a year older. And that was it. I wasn't like really listening at music at all when I was like... No, no, no. The question is, what's your earliest musical memory? Yeah, this Bon Tempi organ. Ah, this organ. This organ. Yeah, me playing this one organ. Let me ask you, did you jump on that organ? uh, Or did you have instruction? Did you have take lessons? What happened? No, no, nothing like that. No, 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 no. Uh, I don't know. My parents got it. And, uh, you know, it's like a small, fat kid's organ, so to say. Italian made. And uh, I was just like playing random notes that I liked on it. What about about school? Were you in the the marching band or the choir? No, in school we were in Italy back then. Mostly we were playing, playing the flute. But uh, it was decided after like one week into like uh, first grade school that I wasn't good at it, so I was not playing it. What was like the f- only like five what? kids? Let me I- ask you, what was the first record you bought with your own money? With my own money, in the sense like money that my parents would give to me. Yeah, because when you're a kid, you ain't got yeah, a lot of money, so it, the thing yeah, that you buy first. I was buying all that, like, I can't remember now what was the first, but it was all that, like, Pink Floyd, King Crimson, and, you know, all these, like, all in the prog psychedelia when I was around, like, 12 or 13, you know? And what was the first gig you saw? I was living in Palermo, and uh, there were no gigs. I think, like, the first gig I saw... I was like 18 and I was in Bologna and it's like, would have been something like completely crazy. Uh, I would have been like Shellac or Pansonic, like the first year that I moved out of my own town. Okay. Like I really didn't have have like a very strong uh, musical uh, teenager years, so to say. Yeah, I know Shellac played uh, Katana, right? There's a band there that opened up for them. That the, uh, yeah, but Katana Alpini is like recording. from Palermo. There was stuff happening in Catania when I was like in school, but really not in Palermo, you know? Okay. So we were listening to records, but the idea of going to a gig was like simply impossible. We didn't drive. There was like, you know, no trains. <laughs> okay. I think the band, the band was probably Uzeda. 
Yeah. Z, That's what I'm yeah, talking about. Remember two of the two or three of the band members came to see us play for Telestay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very yeah, nice, very nice yes. people. And actually, actually very yeah, good yeah, band. From Catania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were actually opening this uh Shellac concert in uh, Bologna as a matter of fact. Ah, so same tour. Back then, yeah. We are talking like 1995, I don't know, something like that. Okay. And uh, so you really uh, don't do uh, music in school. It's it's out no. of school. Okay. And uh, do you get into the garage band, basement band, basement band kind of thing? Yeah, I had, yeah, I had a band with like uh, two or three friends uh, shifting, <clears throat> but that really didn't last long, didn't go anywhere. And what did but you play? What did we you were play? Like just basically smoking pot. That was like all that thing, you know, yeah. <laughs> about this band. Yeah. What, what, what instrument did you play? I played the bass. Ah, yes. In, yeah. <laughs> Bravo. So, so, what, yeah. what was your first bass? Yeah, it was a Fender nameless bass. Okay. And what about it was a it was a Fender cheap bass. And what about amplifier? It was black. I don't have it anymore. What about amplifier? I really have no idea, Mike. Okay. Well, I'm kind of like I mean, as I told you, it was like really like. Uh, basic. <laughs> yep. You got to understand where I'm coming from. I'm a little prejudiced towards bass. Yeah, I, absolutely. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Scoozy, scoozy, scoozy. <laughs> so, uh, do you remember your first gig playing bass? I we never played a gig. Oh, it was just a practice band. Okay. Now, did you... it was like a practice band. A no, small, like tell a me, small uh, tell game. me. Uh, Tell me about the in material. Somebody, yeah. What about the material? Were you got, trying to copy songs off records like me and D Boone, or were you? We were trying. No, we were making our songs. Oh, great. But the reality that, like, the drummer, like, you know, we were like three classmates, and the drummer, he was like so shit that there was like no way to ever like do anything, you know. So you're Everything blaming like, all. You're blaming blocked. the failure on the fucking drummer. Okay. So many yeah, people, yeah, why really why do people fucking... always want to blame the fucking drummer? <laughs> you know, we're talking about rhythm music, man. The drums are the most obvious rhythm player in the whole fucking band, and everybody wants to put blame on the drummer. Well, I think yeah. it's actually a very difficult instrument to operate because your whole body is involved. Yeah. Now, you know, I, now, I'll, so... I'll show you how I feel myself connected. I thought at first when D. Boone's mom put me on bass, oh, four-string guitar. All these years later, now I understand four-string drum set, not four-string guitar. Yeah. <laughs> it helps a lot. So uh, how do you mean for Telestay? In Bologna? In Bologna what? Sorry, sorry, Mike. Well, this co collaboration you got. Ah, yeah, happened? I met, met Stefan in Bologna, of course, yeah, like a few Well, I wasn't after. there, you got to yeah. tell me. <laughs> when, I, when I can uh, read minds, you won't have to use words, but until then, please. So, you're in Bologna, and you meet him, what, yeah. was, was this uh, when uh, 
You were going to school? Downstairs? I was going to the university, yeah. Okay, and because I know he was going to music school too, right? Yeah, but I wasn't going to a music school. Okay. I was actually going like to a um, division of the literature and philosophy university that was like on cinema studies. Okay. Like I never studied music one minute in my life. Okay, and what made this happen? The fact that I'm a musician or the fact that I was like... No, you uh, met him. I was studying cinema because I really liked cinema and I... No, 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 really, no. I'm asking you. What made it happen to meet Stefano? Yes, yes. Yeah, we met through Tim Roberts. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... He was on the, the show He was uh, on the show a couple months ago. He's living in Berlin now, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, we are still uh very good friends is coming like to holidays with me and my family okay uh, you know what we say yeah, over we, here no. you know what we say over here we say small world because it seems like everyone yeah, is connected really. yeah. <laughs> yeah so dino was playing this um kick in bologna i was saying uh, the year is probably 2000 step yeah am i right yes. Uh, 2001, uh, I think. Yeah, he was playing this gig, and he was um, somehow popular in Italy that year because, like, the uh, music, like, kind of like the independent music magazine in Italy called Blow Up uh, awarded him something like the record of the year thing, and he was, like, you know, popular with us. Um, I think, like, and Dean was staying at my place for a few months because he really liked Italy, he liked Bologna. We were doing, you know, we became very fast friends. Um, and then one day at my house, like this guy just shows up who wants to meet Dean and that guy is Stefano, but Dean is not there because Dean gave him like, um, you know, like a, date for listening to music or recording music stay you like you came with all like your guitars and stuff no with the with the double bass i think with the double bass exactly that yeah like he came there thinking that he was like going to be recording with dean but dean wasn't there classic dean like you know fucking everything <laughs> up already you know okay we'll, we'll <laughs> get, we're gonna get more into this but we're, hold on valerio please because we're at the end of the yeah. first hour July 24, 2023 edition. What Pedro's your special guest? Oliver, Valerio, they'll stay. Hold tight for hour two. July 24, 2023. It's the second hour of the Watford Pedro show.
Off for Pedro Show, second hour, start off. Stefano Pelia, Larry Tricoli with Roman numeral two. And Doug Wimbish from his Sweet. solo album, Arabic Cat. Great bass man, Doug Wim- Said no to the Rolling Stones. Can you believe that shit? Yeah. And then Oliver Mann, Stefano Pelia with La Ambra di Pelia. Pelia, your name. Yeah. So hmm. uh, we got to get to you, Oliver. How'd you meet Teleste? Uh, well... I met him in person through, uh, well, i got to get, I first heard Steph, so I came to Steph as a fan, and I was, it was probably 2005, and I was walking, walked downstairs into this record shop called Missing Link in Melbourne, and there was this fantastic shimmering sound coming out of the speakers, and it was, um, Steph's record, um, Healing Memories and Other Scattering Times. And it was that kind of, that shimmering drone that's at the very start of that album, I think. Steph, correct me if I'm wrong. And I asked him later how he made that sound and he said he got like these little electrical solenoids or fans and would like brush them on cymbals. And it was this kind of, it, I loved it as soon as I heard it. And then I, that I think I was must have been on uh, MySpace at that stage, and I, I just you could just send people messages, and I found him. I sent him a message like a fanboy, and said, "I love this record." We got chatting, and then um, I think I toured to Italy in two thousand and nine, and and I met up with Steph, and and we we played a little show. You know, all some tracks of that record, probably the one you've heard, it was recorded by Valerio. <laughs> yeah. Everything connected. connected. Everything <laughs> fucking connected. I fucking get up. Then already, already, I feel like I'm in the right place because um, yeah, they, these are musical moments that you can pinpoint in your life and just say that. It was important that I walked down, walked into that room at that moment, and so you know the stuff I'm um, playing here. You guys did together. When was that recorded? I think that was 2020, because maybe 2019. Yeah. Tell us, you want to help out? Can you remember? Anybody remember? Well, sometime before uh, yesterday, right? It, it was <laughs> definitely before the pandemic because Steph arrived from a long flight from, uh, from Italy through, through, through China, and uh, he had a cold, and he and and he got he got through customs, no worries. So. <laughs> <laughs> was 2018. I think it was 2018. Oh man, okay, going back. Correct. Yeah, 2018. Yeah. Yeah. And where? Bologna? Where, where, where did we record? Yeah. Uh, we recorded in a tiny little uh, old sawmilling town called Kerry, which is kind of near. If, if you're a film fan, you might have seen a film by Peter Weir called Picnic at Hanging Rock. Maybe, which is about these kind of, um, it's a, anyway, it's beautiful, beautiful kind of rock um, that rises up out of the ground, out of the bush. And at the foot of that, there's a little primary school 
with one room in it and a mate of mine who used to be in a band called Architecture in Helsinki, they, um, he started a, a studio there and so he had all this, all this nice gear in this super old um, sawmilling town and it was the coldest day of the year. Steph, Steph had a bad cold. He was not sleeping. He was staying with my mom. <laughs> True. And we yeah, we drove out there with my my good friend Mick Turner and um, I know him, the guitar man from Dirty Three. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the one. Yeah. yeah, I got to jam with them as Filthy Four. We used to do Jaguar during what was it called? The big day. Uh, the really, big day really. Off. Uh yeah, it was yeah, Mick is a close friend of mine. And um, yeah, really good, and really I, good. Kid. Yeah, I knew Stefan. I knew Stefan. I was a fan, and um, and yeah, I just thought we'd all get together. And we didn't know what was going to happen. We didn't know. Sometimes didn't that's know a real good thing, though. Sometimes that's a real good thing because then whatever happens is a big surprise. I want to play here, yeah. "Precious Stone." You remember doing this tune? I do. Mm. I okay. Do.
メニューへお年金1万5000円ラリウレオウララ宇宙の風に乗るまだまだ効果が必要だった頃僕は工事中のハイウェイの下道を白黒アフォーダンスに先導されながら走っていたナビは凍結注意を連行していた雪曇りの旋律がいくつも消えた金はいつも、うん、無駄遣いだった普通語では右はいつもストレートに正しかった不具合でさえ正しかったトゥトゥワコクトのような人生がありけんのような人生がありの面倒のような人生があったしかし私たちは必ず行き止まりになりながら楽園に肉薄した肉薄星のように裏側から肉薄したハイウェイからこぼれ落ちる者たちが待ったそれらをしまいのポーズで見舞ったそれがブライというものだった雪山は巨大なのみが現れたようだったそれなのにパジャマのまま犬を散歩させていたバサバサと書類は飛んだ人思いに退職したかった焼き鳥屋はボルガと言った大学図の備長炭を使っていた押し固めたチョコレートのようだと思った遭難の際にはチョコレートが必要だ今年ももう終わった芽吹くのは嘘だと思ったカラスはジグソーパズルの欠片のように空にはまっていた落ち葉も細長い枯れ草も先を争って旋回していた車たちはいろいろな色をしていたが昼のチャイムのように無意味に思われた寒さは色に勝っていた妖精の独り身は枯葉が見舞ったがいては孤独さえ孤独から引きずり下ろした国旗のはためく建物は注意深く記憶に収めたワシントンやシマル日の丸と正常期と寒さが戦っているのを志賀直哉のように観察していた間違った苦労を着ている人が多かった桜の木のような黒であるべきだと思った馬体湯が冒頭で進みを出すのはずるいと思っていた食
がそれで「仕事青空」という曲を作ったんだった脳梗塞の祈りがミミズの腹をせき止めている矢別校長の3つの願いとはコークを広げ共にいて最悪にあってもメンタルで害が及ばないようにしてほしいということだった理由を知ることによって戦いを進めることができる文革は感情と同じく人の全体ではない自由意志は愛のドームの境界内にある感情ではなく原則に従って両親が働くようになればいいのにと思ったまだまだ効果が必要だった頃の話だ「まだまだ効果が必要だった頃僕は」「まだまだ効果が必要だった頃僕は」「まだまだ効果が必要だった頃僕は」
Off for Pedro, show that chunk of music start off. Olive Man, Stefano Palio doing Precious Stone. DTR plus Mike Watt. This is a collab I did with some cats. Head Boggle out of East Bay and uh, <laughs> the Drummer Man. And then Tori from Japan. I mean, he put the vocal over in his production skills. When I was still in need of coins, I. Somebody's using the fucking keyboard. We can hear you real loud over there, okay? <laughs> downloading the bestiality porn or whatever. Then Stefano Palio with code 13, Roman numerals again, in parentheses, zero. Cup after that, every moment. Cup is a collab between Nels Klein and Yuka Honda. Oliver Mann, Stefano Palio with Trey Tagli. Okay, you remember doing them songs? Trey Tagli and Precious Stone? Mm. I mean, what was what was going on? Yeah. You didn't know what was going to happen. So was it a lot of improvisation? Uh, Steph, over to you. You like uh, that first session? I just sat there. I think maybe I played a little. I played one song maybe, but I I just watched Mick and Steph do a lot of do a lot of jamming. So over to you, Steph. Yeah, we we came in with some ideas, and uh, Mick brought his guitar and play on top, and and Oliver. We had a song by Oliver, and then Oliver. For example, Tretagli, he arranged Oliver all written a brass section for the piece. Ah. So that's that came from a totally different perspective. Sure. And it was something he Oliver wrote around something uh, Mick and I played that day. So we there are parts of that record that has been done later. Yeah, yeah. But, let me let me ask you for Telstay. So like the foundation of the album was done at that session, but then it's uh, slowly evolved outside. Uh, different exactly. countries and things. Yeah, added uh, overdubs and such. Yes, and Oliver had the, the, made them into songs, adding his voice and the lyrics later. Interesting process. Yeah. So very dynamic. You like you don't really know it. It it it, it becomes as it evolves as 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 it does. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes that that's really because the you know. Right, especially uh, people who love improvisation music, the element surprise gets lost once you uh, uh, practice stuff, right? Uh, I'll use that acting word, rehearse. And so there's something about that that can uh, maybe be a workaround where you can still keep that element of surprise. Very interesting. I, I mm -hmm. You know, because me, I'm listening to the music. I don't know where it comes from. So that's I'm really uh, interested on, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter, right? It's the shit going in my ear holes. But I am curious about how, you know, it's our origin, sure. origin story, well, right? It was tricky. It was tricky for me actually because I, I heard these pieces that that Mick and Stefano did, and I was like, oh, I, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to fuck with this. It's it's too special. I don't want to heal myself on this. And then I talked to Mick, and he said, no. Nah, I actually kind of consciously left space every now and again. He would, he would just leave leave space in his head while he was playing for something else to happen, and that made me feel a bit better about kind of put, putting something on on top of this beautiful sound that was already existed. So I, I was kind of felt like I was treading very carefully at first, and then I just felt a bit more free, which was that was good. There's this uh, expression, right? Gild the lily. Is that what you're talking about? Like too, yeah, too yeah. much, you're, you're overwrought, right? Exactly. Yeah, I don't want to. I didn't want to overcook it, you know. Right, right. Oh yeah, like poach. I've noticed with poach chow, everything tastes the same. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, it gets to a, like kind of a mush. <laughs> if you ain't got your teeth, it's probably good. But yeah, it's good to have a little fucking char going. Uh, 
But uh, so in a way, you were kind of the decider. Like they gave you all the raw parts, and then like a, like uh, Valerio was talking about, he was in cinema. Would you call your, your collab with uh, Mick Taylor, Stephanopoulia, kind of like a cinematic thing? Like you were editing film yeah. and scenes. So sometimes it felt like that. It felt like I, I had, uh, I had because we were kind of. There was one day where we got together, mix. Uh, I went over to Bologna. I was touring with a choir to Sweden, and I went down and met Stefano, and and we mixed. I think one, one, two, or three tracks, something like that. Steph, I can't remember. I uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But other than that, Steph's busy. You know, he's he's a busy man, touring, working all the time. And me, I'm just kind of at home twiddling my thumbs and thinking, what can I do with this record? How can I mess with it? How can I do this? And having a good time. Maybe maybe I, yeah, sitting there with my beret and on my deck chair like a movie director. <laughs> beret? Is that what you're like, butt naked? <laughs> we're at the end of the second hour July 24, 2023 Dish Wap Pino special guest Oliver Mann Valerio Tricoli Stefano Pelea Hold tight for our feet July 24, 2023 Third hour of the Watch for Pedro show
Watford Pedro Show, start off the third hour. Stefano Pelea of Valeria Tricoli with CP Extract. The extract you want the extract you got. Right, that's Captain, right? She's not bad. She's just genetically mean. I got to do that with Nels Klein once. So what's it called? Dirty Blue Jean. Yeah, she ain't bad. She's just genetically mean. Spilled the ink down the sink from the brink. Yeah. Model Home and Wolf Eyes. They just made a collab album. Two gr- uh, good bands, man. Happen Cats. Uh, Invisible Thread Vocal. Then Ray Shin out of Reno with Backseater. Jeb Bishop and Damon Smith. Damon Smith's out touring with Joe Beiser right now. <coughs> East Coast, sweating to death. School Device. That's a title. <laughs> Fuck. And then finally, Oliver Mann, Stefano Plea with Blood Red Rubies, Satin Ebony. Oh, that's an image. Valerio, please. Hey. Uh, tell me about this recording. First, tell me what the what? fuck does CP extract mean? I really don't know what you ask the CP extract. Is a I can answer to that. It's a it's an extract because the record we did is not uh, is not different song. It's like a one block composition. So we made a couple of. I get it now. Yeah, sorry. Ah, so in a way, Please it's kind of a of, of the first three parts. It's kind of a sum a summation. Highlights or something like that. I the, the record is just like you know. I mean, it's uh, just two tracks of approximately twenty minutes each. Then maybe there are like snippets of it uh, for online promotional purposes. Okay. But yeah, as I see it, it's just like one single piece. Okay, and what was it, was. Uh... The way it was created, was it one session? The way it was created, this was like pretty weird uh, because um, uh, me and Stefano, we were supposed to play together in Bologna during the COVID lockdown um, for a video series of some kind of like music in video kind of the thing. Uh, But then... I couldn't make it from Munich to Bologna. So I recorded an improvisation on my gear, my electronic gear, and I sent it to Stefano and he performed in Bologna, improvising on top of this material that was like pre-made. Okay. That and, make any sense to you? you know, yeah, 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 it makes sense. You went first, he went <laughs> second. Now, who ends up mixing it? Uh, me, finally. Okay. I, that, yeah, then, then uh, Stefano did this gig. Then I think he recorded other stuff. He sent it to me. I mixed it, and that's the record which is like by far the record that probably me and Stefano ever did that took the less time to actually make, <laughs> which is not a bad thing, no. finally. <laughs> I like it more than things that I'm working on since like years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Usually a three-quarter records was always at least two or three years of 
uh, editing, composition, fighting, arguing about parts we didn't <laughs> like, you know, change that. And of course, this was very, very, very quick, very intuitive. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So maybe, uh, yeah, uh, would, you, would you say lucky? Probably also, yeah. Yeah. Well, go ahead, Valerio. Well, no, I, I don't think he's lucky. He's just like, I mean, the circumstances were strange, like the kind of circumstances that you would never choose to start with, you know, to, you know, process a record this way. But uh, nevertheless, the record is good because I. Stefano did like great stuff, you know. I mean, and I did some whatever noises I make. So I, I don't think I, it's not only it's not only that. I think I think also is the fact when you we played so much together, so, uh, and I think uh, it's something. And then there is a big goal that where you don't uh, compose together or you don't play together. And I think when you some, it happens that we had this occasion to meet again and there was something, you know, like everything was very fresh because I think what we we did in the past came came back with more knowledge and less uh, and probably more spontaneous and, uh, and without uh, um, the necessity of necessarily thinking yeah exactly Affir be so affirmative kind of a feel yeah. uh, like a renewal like springtime winter's over let's do it again let's do a fresh 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 season but you have history you have experiences so that, that also adds up to it yeah interesting you can't uh heraclitus right you can't stand in the river twice that kind of thing I want to play something that you did with Oliver Mann, though. Little Ada's Donkey.
for Pedro Show, last music for this edition. Chunk star off with Oliver Mann, Stefano Pelea doing Little Ada's Donkey. Then Erica Lon Lyle, a seed, a star, slash tree medley. Erica's playing guitar right now for Bikini Kill. They're touring. Uh, M. Mountain Offensive, Brother Philip Mammoth, bigger guitars. DK Jam It All Over version 2.0. Finally, Stefano Pelea with the Holy Ghost Bird. Okay, plans of the future. Is there going to be another Steptopolia Oliver Mann collab? And Mc, you know what? Why isn't McTurner's name in the uh, title? Uh, he, he he didn't want it. He said he had okay. a lot of projects going okay. on at the time, and he said <laughs> no. Just he just he, he he rocked up and he played, and he's all over the record, but he yeah. just. He just, um, I think for him, he just incognito. He just wanted, yeah. yeah, he wanted to focus on some other projects at the time. That's okay. That's cool. Was he wearing a Hawaiian shirt? <laughs> he likes Hawaiian I shirts, Steph, right? Can yeah. you remember? I don't, I don't think so. It was a cold. It was very I think cold. every yeah. fucking every fucking time I've seen him, he's worn a Hawaiian shirt. He looks like a guy from Manhattan Beach here or something, you know. Like California look a little bit. A lot of Australian cats remind me, of, or maybe a. It's the other way around. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, let me ask you this: uh, future plans with you and Telstay? Me, uh, me, fratello, stay. We uh, we will meet together some, somewhere on the continuum, right. and, uh, and we'll do it. We'll do it again in, in a different way. Maybe, hopefully, Mick too. And um, yeah, we'll see. We got. We've been throwing a few little things around. Steph's yeah. me a few well, I love what you guys did, man, and I would love to hear chapter two. Okay, and now let yeah, me ask the you. same thing with you, Valerio. Any plans yeah. for further collab with Telstay? The collab with whom? Sorry, 
the other fucker on the fucking call here. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of like uh, strong so you know. <laughs> In your mind, can you see another collaboration with Fatalis Del Valerio? With Stefano, yeah, of course. Okay, okay. Because I love what I love this. I love this record you guys did too. So I would like to see uh, chapter twos from both collaborations. Ending. It never stopped, and will never stop. Okay, <laughs> but you probably it'll be different circumstance because that situation. Yeah, yeah because, very unique. Yeah. yeah. Well, look for both you guys, you and Oliver, and Fatel State too. When you get your round twos of both your collabs, will you come back on the show? We can play it and talk about it again like we did today. Absolutely. Ah, As great, great, great. Gotcha. Sure. Thank you. Yeah. Grazie for telling me. Yeah, of course. It's beautiful. Thank you, Mike. You know, Thanks, Mike. I can't tell you how inspiring it is when you hear your buddies being creative with music. Man, it makes you right away. I want to pick up the bass, start recording, start composing. It's just, <laughs> it's like a, a infection, you know? It's kind of like a virus. <laughs> so I really, really appreciate you guys keeping on, keeping on. Thank so, you. Yeah, One, thanks, two, you too. And I promise, I promise. So ne- yes. Next, next things we we do would be great to have some parts of you on bass if you are up for. Absolute, absolute. Oh. Thank oh. you for the invite. Yeah, I would be right there to aid in the bet and help any way I could. could great. Can will. <laughs> Thank you so much. Look, we're at the end of the July twenty fourth, twenty twenty three. This week, watch Pedro show. Keep your. Powder dry.